Welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer. This week's episode is called Marriage. Marriage is what gathered us together today. Ah, yes. All sorts of fun things on the program today. We're going to be talking about the Easter sunrise service that my daughter and wife and son went to. Uh, We're talking about editing the audio drama, Ace of Cakes, and a cool concert that I went to. Got to meet a really cool guy named Daryl Mansfield. So stay tuned. It's going to be very fun. Plus words of wisdom and more. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. And may I just say that Rico is such a cool guy and the Treks in Sci-Fi forum is a lot of fun if you're a geek like me. Very cool. It's time once again for Words of Wisdom. Today's words of wisdom come out of Genesis chapter 2. We're starting in verse 1 in Genesis 2. It says, Heaven and earth were finished down to the last detail, and by the seventh day God had finished his work. On the seventh day he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day and he made it a holy day, because on that day he rested from his work all the creating God had done. This is the story of how it all started, of heaven and earth, when they were created. At that time, God made earth and heaven. Before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground, God hadn't sent rain on earth, nor was there anyone around to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of the dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. Then God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and he put the man he had just made in it. God made all kinds of trees grow from the ground, trees beautiful to look at and good to eat. The tree of life was in the middle of the garden, also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, now we're going to um, skip down, and we're going to go to verse 15. And it says, God took the man and set him down in the garden of Eden to work the ground and to keep it in order. And God commanded the man, you can eat of any tree in the garden except from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. 
The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion. So God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented her to the man. And the man said, finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Name her woman, for she was made from the man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They became, or they become one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, they were naked, but they felt no shame. I find that very cool to listen kind of the origins of, of life on the planet Earth. Kind of cool. And especially so since I'm going to be talking about marriage today with my wife. Uh, kind of is It kind of sets us up for that. It's going to be very fun. So stick around. How cool is this podcast? That means that you excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here, from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. We had a tremendous response to the audio drama Beaten to a Pulp that aired the last two weeks on Take Him With You. Uh, You can download the podcast for free and listen to part one and two. And you can find those links on the website at TakeHimWithYou.com. Click on Listen Now, or you can uh, download us on iTunes, and you get those episodes absolutely free. I did do something kind of fun, though. I figured one way for us to um, make a little money and support what we're doing here at Take Him With You that I put the entire audio drama together as one file so that you get one audio file. And then also make available the soundtrack because all of the songs were original and created here in the studio. And then, of course, I'm a real fan of audio commentaries. And so I sat down with the actual drama, turned it down a little bit, and then just talked about some of the ways we made sound effects, who the actors were, a little bit of history behind what was written and why it was written the way it was. And that's all available um, for 12 bucks on our website. You just go to takingwithyou.com and look right underneath where it talks about the podcast, you'll see a little link there, or you can go to the podcast notes um, from this last week's um, episode, and you can click on that little thing. Give you an information sheet or a, an information website on all the stuff that's available on that pa- in that package, and then a place where you can pay for it on PayPal, or you can send a check in, and we will send you a web page, a download web page with a secure password and everything, and then you can get that music and enjoy it. You can listen to the audio drama, make copies. Just give it to your relatives and friends or however you want to do that. That would be very cool, and you're more than welcome to do that. Um, just take a look at our website, and that would be one way that you could support us. The other way is that we do a weekly newsletter that we would love to have you sign up and be part of. Every week on Monday morning, in your email box, you'll get a professional newsletter that's written by Amy and myself. We have a great time writing the articles, um, trying to help people with their attitudes and give a little boost during the week. And uh, a lot of people have, have uh, signed up and are, are taking a look at it. And we, we have a few subscriptions that are actually paying, but uh, we could really use a few more that would say, yeah, we want to help every month by giving $20 or more 
for the newsletter. And you can find that also on our website at www.takehimwithyou.com. Click on newsletter, give you all the information on that, and we'll get one out to you right away. And then every Monday morning, you get one. So we really appreciate the support. And if you feel like donating and just uh, for the cause, we're trying to pay our bills and do this full time. So if you could give a little bit, if everybody gave a little bit, we'd have more than enough to take care of the bills here at the house and keep encouraging things like the drama coming to you and the show and the guests and all the cool stuff that happens on taking with you and the music and stuff. So we would really appreciate any type of support you could give us, especially now it's kind of crunch time for us. So we're trying to figure out if this is viable or not. And, uh, we would we do appreciate your help. That would be very, very cool. Okay, enough of that. Let's go on. I think it's about time to find out what's happening at Rick's house. Okay, so on Easter Sunday morning at five something the alarm goes off and you two get up. And leave the house. What were you doing? Going to an Easter sunrise service. Okay, this is the Pacific Northwest. It's really cold and it was raining and it was windy. What mm-hmm. were you thinking? Where was it at? We we were out at the beach, um, Westport Beach. Very um, rainy. It was very rainy, very windy, windy. and very cold. A typical Northwest um, morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is my wife Amy and my daughter Catherine. Hello. Howdy. So, uh, what did you did you get something out of it? Um, the the message ended up being since it was overcast and we didn't really see the sun come up, um, even though it's called a sunrise service because mm-hmm. it, of the clouds and the rain. Um, the message ended up going along with that. Um, a friend of ours, well, Catherine's youth pastor, Krista. She's um, awesome. She's awesome. She she mentioned that even though we can't see Jesus, he has risen. <laughs> and it went really well with uh, the with, whole thing with, of yeah. not being able to everything. see the sun. Way to be quick on her feet, eh? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it worked really well. And then um, we had a very quick... Um, <laughs> song worship time mm-hmm. we sang like one mm-hmm. verse amazing of grace. one verse of amazing yeah. grace without the guitar right like the whole entire time yeah, i had the was, blanket right up to my face it was <laughs> so it was, like, was too a, cold for the guitar and yeah. i think one of my friends is like just like right behind me so that she wasn't getting like wind in her you should have sang anything. amazing face <laughs> i was a little embarrassed because i brought your golf umbrella oh great and right in the middle of like, the message yeah. it turned inside out and, and was like trying to propel me down the beach so you ruined my golf umbrella no i turned it back the other way and it and it came back in shape again but it was just a, a little embarrassing okay. past ryan had to help me with the umbrella well wow, yeah that's, that's good okay so sunrise service was was okay but yeah, it, you know what? It's an experience. It's, it's something that we will remember probably for yeah. our lifetime. Yes. Um, especially especially because I still have a scar on my head from that what? shelter I bumped into on the beach. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know about this anyway, I, afterwards. Anyway, I slept yeah. in and went to church at 11. And yeah. it was just fine with me. It was warmer in the mm-hmm. in the building. Yes, that yeah. was a lot better. But it was it was a neat experience. Okay, so something else has been going on around our house. It's been really interesting. We should probably own stock in the um, sugar cane sugar business. Cane business. Because what do we have, Catherine, hanging outside our window by our dinner table? 
a hummingbird feeder. That's true. And how many little of those little buggers do we have? I don't know. There's there's probably about eight of them, I think. We, didn't you a count lot? nine tonight? I, I don't know. I counted eight right around the feeder at the same time. So we put out this feeder yeah. and, and we fill it up with two and a half cups of sugar water. And uh, they just snarf it down almost one. I mean, what does it take? Maybe two days for the all to be gone. Um, at the most. Yeah. Yeah, at the most. Sometimes and they sound like hornets. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided that that they are more closely related to bees than they are no. uh, birds. What's funny? Wait, what's, what's your other name for them? Humming pigs. Mm-hmm. Humming pigs, because that's what they are. They're yeah. little pigmos. Well, what's funny is I think between their buzzing when they go, they also go like this little chip, 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 and they sound like the binaries on the on Star Trek on that one episode of Next Generation. Do you remember that one? I sadly do. One one oh one 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 or something yeah. like that. Anyway, uh, that's what they sound like when they when they communicate. There's tiny little chirps, mm. chirp, 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 and then they suck off the nectar and then they chirp again because I don't think they can chirp while they're sucking the nectar uh, I yeah, don't know anyway, they're really quite amusing to watch at dinner yeah. time but they're they fight it out man it's pretty yeah, amazing and what's the deal with the the fashion. male hummingbirds are got all this pretty color on them and the female ones yeah, don't what's up with like, that the male know. ego male I guess ego. so yeah. gee whiz mm-hmm. birds humming pigs <laughs> okay well mm-hmm. anyway thanks for joining me for a little bit of what's going on around our house we probably should get a second feeder don't you think Good Mother's Day idea. Yeah. Oh, great Mother's Day. Actually, Good job, um, red geraniums, Mother's Day. I have two places. Red geraniums. They like that, yeah, too. Yeah, I have two places left in my um, flower boxes that I've reserved for red geraniums. Red geraniums. Okay. Hint. Right. Hint. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we know what hints are. Yeah. Isn't the Star Trek movie around Mother's Day? Um, I don't know that that would be a Mother's Day gift for me. But hint. 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 You want, you want Star Trek movie for Mother's Day? Well, I mean, I take what I can get. <laughs> I think it's around Andrew's birthday, actually. That's true. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks, Kat. Okay. Bye. It's always nice to have Amy and Catherine on a little bit of what's going on around our house. I wanted to shout out to my friend Jed West who listens to the podcast every week. He sent me a link on his iPod or his iPhone for a USB turntable, which was a great deal, by the way. I was just about to order it when I was talking with my mom on the phone and found out that she has one already. So we're going to share. So that saved me some money. But thanks for thinking of me and, and showing me that there are USB turntables out there. Actually, I found one for around 60 bucks. That was a really good deal. So if you're looking around for something like that, I can't remember the site that you gave me now, Jed. But thank you for thinking of me and, and uh, emailing in. I am going to be able to listen to that Battlestar Galactica soundtrack and the $6 million record. We can rebuild him again. Na, 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 I always like the bongos in the background. For those of you that don't know what I'm doing, I'm doing imitations of the $6 million man show you should watch you know go to youtube i bet they have some episodes on there and if you're you know younger than me and you don't remember the bionic man or the six million dollar man then you should probably look it up and watch because they may be corny but that's good tv good tv i'm telling you yeah Mm -hmm. oh i want to talk about two other things before we get into uh amy and i talking today on the on the program about marriage marriage is what gathered us together today anyway we'll get there 
But I, I have watched a couple of their shows on TV that I really, really enjoy. I never miss, this is on the Food Network now, uh, a, a program called Ace of Cakes. Have you watched that? Duff is the owner of Charm City Cakes. And I'm telling you what, they are so creative and fun. I'd love to work there. It'd be so much fun to work in that cake shop. But they, they get out these amazing cakes, and they, they use something called fondant over the top of the frosting, so it really makes the cake look realistic and all the different things that they try to do. And they build all the way from soccer stadiums to to animals to you name it. They make guitars, cars. Uh, they've done so many different things. And what I like about the show is it's very creative and very fun, and they show a, a side of creative people that a lot of people don't see usually and it's just a really really neat show and i i really recommend it to anybody that uh likes kind of some fun it's a half hour long it's not too long of an investment uh, but it definitely cheers you up and it's always fun to see what duff does next he's got a wonderful crew put together and they're they're hilarious and very fun to watch so i recommend highly ace of cakes and you get a little uh, creative boost there during your week i think it's on thursday nights at least it's on at seven o'clock at my house but uh you know, I have Dish Network, so I'm probably watching it a couple, three hours earlier than it actually airs everywhere else. But if you have the Food Network, uh, it's called Ace of Cakes. Now, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I really had a neat experience. I found out, you now many of you that have listened to the podcast, and if you have not listened to this episode, it's called Green Fog and Electric Guitars. And it's all about uh, the time that I took, 24 years ago, I took a b- bunch of kids up to a concert, a Daryl Mansfield concert, and uh, he kind of opened my eyes to God and led me to the Lord, per se. I mean, that's you know a relative term. Some people are like, what do you mean, led him to the Lord? He basically told me for the first time that I really grasped what God had for my life, and I gave my heart over to God at the concert that he gave. And they were playing some like heavy metal blues type of songs, and it really caught my attention and uh, just kind of changed the course and direction of my life. Well, anyway, I've been in contact with Daryl over the years, off and on in emails and phone calls once in a while. But really, had I've seen him a few other times, but I never really got to sit down and talk with him, per se. And I was really blessed. Um, uh, we had emailed back and forth, and I was trying to find out when he was going to be up in this area. And a friend had called me and said, hey, guess what? Daryl's going to be only 30 minutes from your house in Raymond, uh, Washington, and he's going to be here pretty soon. So um, I contacted Daryl and said, hey, you want to have coffee or something? So he calls me up the day that they pull into town and says, hey, let's get together for coffee. So I actually got to go out with my family and and a couple hours before the concert got to sit down while he was eating his dinner and just kind of shoot the breeze with him and catch up on everything. And I I actually got to thank him for the influence he had been in my life because, you know, he's a famous guy and he goes all over the world. For 30 years, he's been traveling the globe doing his thing, you know, with music and stuff. And it was just so cool to be able to talk to him. He has he's a very kind soul. And I really enjoyed uh, speaking with him, asking about what the future holds for him and kind of got to ask him a few questions about life in general. And and then I got to thank him and I gave him some of the music that I'd written over the years and the, uh, the audio drama and a few of the podcasts that I've done. And and uh, I hope, you know, I don't know if he'll ever listen to him, but it was kind of cool to talk to him. And he was just very kind. My kids really enjoyed meeting with him and my wife. We all had a real good chat with him. We probably talked for 45, 50 minutes or so. And then, of course, we let him go do a sound check and everything. And then it was really fun because a bunch of my friends from uh, over the years came to the concert that night, guys that I've been in the Christian rock band with. And 
it was so great to see them. I, you know, it's really interesting. You make friends years and years ago, and you may not be able to meet up with them very often as life goes on. But when you have true friends, they're really your friends, even if you haven't been able to talk to them for a while. So we got to re- we got to shoot the breeze. I met my friend Don and and uh, Jed and his wife and uh, uh, Joe and his kids were there and uh, uh, Buddy and. Uh, uh, and Lisa were there. It was just, it was really, really cool to sit and talk with them and just share. Adam, my friend Adam was there and, and his mom and dad and just a ton of different people were there. And it was, it was, it was really, really cool. And I just had a great evening. It's not very often you get to do that. And the concert rocked. It was so, so good. That guy can play the harmonica like I've never heard in my life. I and mean, we're talking like blues harmonica. The last song in the set was All Along the Watchtower. And it absolutely rocked. Hadn't heard anything quite like that version of it. And so, you know, me being a fan of that song anyway, really enjoyed it when, when the guy that uh, I really esteem, you know, was up there playing it. He just They just did a great job. They had a good band and uh, a lot of blues and a lot of good stuff there. So it was a really cool evening. So that was really, really fun. If you want to hear a little bit more of Daryl Mansfield's music, you're more than welcome to go to his MySpace page. It's, it's myspace.com slash Daryl Mansfield. One word got a bunch of his songs up there and i really recommend going over there they've got his albums available and everything else and or at least links to everything and i recommend you getting a couple cds or downloading some stuff i don't know if he's on itunes or not but he might be my favorite album he ever put out though was called revelation it's the heavy metal album that's you know that's me you know me so anyway cool evening was really a lot of fun okay I have done enough rambling. It's time to quit rambling. Take a listen to this and we'll be back. Sorry. Take a listen to this and we'll be back with Food for Thought on Take Him With You. <laughs> no, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because... It's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. And we're the host of a brand new podcast, Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast of the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season, be it Season 2, which is currently airing on MSN Video, or Season 3, which is in the early pre-production stage. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You.
recently was able to sit down with my wife, Amy, uh, and record the, a quick interview that I think you'll really enjoy about when we were engaged. We're going to talk about the first time that I told her I loved her, um, our engagement process, and what I went through when I had to ask her dad for her hand in marriage. It's a very fun show. Um, we're going to record one more interview with Amy for next week, and we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> love, sex, and war. Yeah, it's going to be good. You're going to want to tune in next week as well. But here's that interview. I hope you enjoyed. it. I'll be back with a song at the end of the interview. So it's been two weeks since we uh, talked last because we did the drama and everything. And so we're sitting here trying to remember what we said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And uh, we've been married for almost 23 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here we are. So we were to talk about the first time today on this episode. Um, it's called Mawage. And so we're going to talk about what led up to our marriage and our engagement, the whole schmear. And I, I'll start off by, let's share this experience from both of our perspectives. Mm-hmm. It was the very first time that I worked up the nerve to tell you that I loved you. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And I, I knew I loved her right off the bat, but she didn't, you know, I had to work hard at trying to win her heart. I tend to be a little bit more cautious. You need to be a little closer to your mic. Move your mic closer to you. Oh, you're going to hear this. Sorry. I'll just push it this way. There. Okay, there we go. That better? Sure. Can you hear better now? Hola. Oh. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. that's for our Spanish-speaking population. Right. That's about my, the extent of my Espanol. But. I know Fritos and tacos and burritos. Mi nombre, mi nombre is... I don't think that's not no. how they say it. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not very good. At foreign language. Well, anyway, okay. So, okay. so the first time I told you I loved you, you we pulled up to the. You would drive your car to Riverdale, mm-hmm. this little town outside, of, kind of in the suburb of Raymond, and well, it was in Raymond, but anyway, anyway, this little place, and you'd park your really old station wagon, baby blue station wagon that didn't like to turn off when I turned the ignition off, but would keep on going. Yes, you can't move your hands on that because you're okay. hitting the base of the mic and it's making everybody have thunder ears. Sorry. Did Sorry. it go with the car noise? I don't think so. Okay. So anyway, uh, you would park your car there. Then I would we would go do something and then I'd bring you back to your car and then you'd drive home because it was another mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes out to your house and I could just drive home. Well, and really the reason why I parked my car there... Was that I caught the bus there at 5 in the morning. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Those early mornings to catch the bus to college. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm bringing you home that particular evening, and I've worked it up, so I'm going to tell her I love her. So we're sitting in the front seat of my 67 Olds Cutlass Supreme, and got the stereo on and the defrosters. I'm not sure if they worked or not, but it was cold. I remember it was in October, wasn't it? It was October 31st because you you actually... You actually had stayed with me at the babysitting job. I was a nanny. Oh, that's right. And you stayed at their house that night because the um, police officer that I worked for um, actually asked if you would stay there with me. And he came and checked on us a few times because he was concerned that some of the people that he had arrested might try to play pranks on his house. You need to not touch the microphone. Yes, I remember that. And so you stayed there. Mm-hmm. And um, and you helped me babysit. I don't play remember with the that. kids. Yeah, I I remember everything. 
Okay. Unfortunately. So, okay. So then I'm taking you back to your car and I'm driving. Was it the morning then? No. No, it was, it was after we babysat. I didn't stay overnight. No. Because I'm going, what are you talking no, about? No, it was like the 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock shift that I babysat that night. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Okay. So I bring you back to the car and I'm talking to you and trying to get up the nerve and you keep looking at me like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What did you think I was going to do? I'm not sure. I just thought... Did you think I was going to break up with you? No, because I, I don't even know if at that point I really was really thinking about being real serious. Oh, great. Yeah, I just thought we we hadn't kissed. We just... That's another story. He did try to hold my hand, though, that night. Yeah, and you told me, would Jesus do that? And then that was over. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, were so mean to how me. How romantic. We have three little kids crawling all over us on the couch, and he's trying to hold my hand. I, hey. And I remember watching... I tried. Um, um, Transformers. No, Well, I think we watched that, but we watched that Heaven show with Michael Landon. Something heaven with Michael Landon. He was an angel or something. Whoa. I remember Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. Is was that, that it? it? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we watched that show and you were trying to hold my hand. And, and um, <laughs> then um, then you drove me home after we babysat. Well, I didn't drive you home. Well, I you drove, drove you to me your to car. Where, okay, so we're sitting there the in the car and I'm trying to get out the words that I loved her. And finally, I, I worked up the nerve. And I finally did it. I said, Amy. And you kept going, what? I said, Amy. And you kept going, what? Finally, I said, I love you. And what did you say? I looked at you and I thought, oh, what do I do? Thanks. <laughs> I said, you, you opened said, the door. Thank you. After you said, thank you. Opened the door. Shut it and went back to your car and drove away. Yeah. I had. I think I had to do. I had to go to school the next morning. It didn't matter. I didn't. Ha- we didn't have cell phones back then. That was too early then. Yeah. And uh, so you left me hanging. I. You didn't say I love you back or anything. You just said thanks. Mm-hmm. And got in your car and drove off. And I sat there like. Ugh. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I did say thank you. <laughs> it reminds me of Han Solo and Princess Leia. I love you. I know. <laughs> well. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so what was going through your head then on the way home? You know, I hate to say this, but I don't think much was going through my head. I was probably thinking like I do these days. I'm not a night person. I was probably thinking, I just need to go to sleep. I have to get up early in the morning. So you weren't blown away that I told you I loved you? Didn't you think you were in for it then? You know, I, I don't really recall great yeah you're the one that always remembers uh, yeah but i don't really i think i was tired i'd been babys. i got up at five in the morning went to college came back um babysat for eight hours i think i was probably just tired i wish they would have had text messaging because it would have been much easier <laughs> yeah you know i think that's lame though to text message oh now come on now you're talking you to an lover. audience that loves technology so yeah but something like that really should be said in purpose in purpose. In purpose? Yeah. In person. So. Oh, in person. Okay. Even if the person just says thank you. Maybe they turn. could just, if they're sitting at the same table, they could text each other. Oh, no. I love you in texting. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so what else What else do you want to know? Let's see. Okay, well, okay, so after that, then I told you I loved you and <laughs> and you didn't tell me back. How long was it until you finally decided that it was going to be... That I was the guy. Um, I think 
the day that you asked me that you were going to marry you, we were in the hub. And it wasn't the official proposal. It was no. kind of like... Let's get married. Like um, testing the waters to see if you asked me officially if I would say yes. And and um, you mentioned something about, you know, what do you think about, you know, you think you'd marry me someday or something. I'm not exactly sure how you put it, but... I said, yeah, or something along that effect. And I remember going to class after that, and I was in shock because I, I told one of my friends, Rick just asked me if I would marry him, and I said yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. And okay, so then, then the kind of, we just kind of started looking around for what we needed to to do and i think i think one of our main points of that was we felt like we could be we could be more effective together than apart mm-hmm. so that was my i was trying to to uh justify us getting married so that we could be a stronger couple for god yeah and and i think that um one thing i didn't really say last time i I only mentioned that I thought that your hair was silky or something. Yeah. <laughs> something nice. dorky, but... Then um, I put that on the blog so everybody could see my hair. And people were commenting, you guys look like little kids. Yeah. We were. Um, one thing that you you didn't know at the time that you met me was that I had a list of things that I felt that were necessary for per- prospective husband. That's true. And um, one of the things was that I wanted my husband to be um, a very strong, committed Christian. That was important to me. Mm -hmm. And you were the most wild, crazy Jesus freak that I had met. Thanks. And um, that was actually attractive to me. Oh, well, that's cool. That was one of my questions that you already answered now. Oh, okay. And then... But um, remember that I took you on a date. Yeah, and I'll get to that list. That's a different list. Oh, it is. That's a different list. This I is didn't know this. This is a list to be able to go on a date. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, this that is checklist a, to even let me take you anywhere. Huh? Yeah. So this was um, I I can't <laughs> I don't think I can remember all of them, but the main thing was that you were a committed Christian, right? That you were a man of prayer because I. I remember thinking, and I even wrote this down at one point, that I didn't feel like anybody was going to be perfect, but I felt that if I married a praying man, that God could work the little details out and smooth out the rough edges. Yeah, well, that's yet to, that (laughs) remains to be seen, doesn't it? Well, you're not done praying yet, are you? (laughs) No, I I pray. Good. And Sometimes um, more than other times. Yeah keep praying and um then the other thing on my list that i remember that was really kind of silly but it was important to me mm-hmm. was that you sang loud in church you sang loud in church and I, why was that i know that that sounds really funny but a lot of the men that were important in my life my mm-hmm. grandfather and my father and um your brothers. My brothers. Um, my uncle, Al. Yeah. Um, a lot of the the men in my life um, were very passionate praisers, that they liked to sing loud 
in church. Or, you had no idea or in the, what you got into with me. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't realize about the electric guitar and all that. Because I didn't just like later. to sing loud. I like to play my guitar yeah. loud. But the singing part was important to me. And I don't know if it's because of my background. but um, I'll tell you what really does it. Guys that are listening that are wanting to learn how to play the piano and sing sappy ballads in practice rooms at the college and you'll win them every time. You actually did woo me. Yes, I did. Through woo, through woo me. Woo! Um, yeah. He, I, I remember hours and hours that he would play the piano. You play the piano to me and that was really nice. Yeah, you like that? Yes, I did. I'd like yeah. it if you still played the piano for me. I played the synthesizer on the electric guitar for you. Yeah. But you don't like that. Well, I like some of the synthesizer, like you, when you do the French horns and some yeah, of the pretty ooh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well. I like the pretty stuff. Okay, so we were telling a story here. Okay. Okay, so that you had a list of things. Now, mm-hmm. I remember picking you up for a date. I invited you to go to a place called the Boondocks, mm-hmm. which was a fancy restaurant at the time in South Bend. It was one of the... Not too far from Raymond. Yeah, it was one of the nicer restaurants in the area. Right down on the river. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I took you out, and I don't know, it was expensive for me to take you out there, but we we got in, and they, you know, we had reservations, and we sat down and everything, and uh, we were having a good time, and and I was nervous. Yes, you were. I don't know why. (laughs) Probably because you never told me you loved me yet. I was like, come on now, come on. And I bought you a nice dinner. And you didn't like the dinner because you ordered, didn't you order like the shrimp or something? It was like rubbery. Yeah, I ordered the prawns. prawns, And I was expecting, I was used to like the Chinese restaurants where they batter fried the prawns. Mm, Yeah, I love those. Which I like the batter, I think, but not necessarily the prawns. You got like the sauteed in butter and garlic. And they were like rubbery. I would have liked them. Yeah, the texture is just kind of odd. It was very good, actually, but you don't yeah. like you don't like that. I'm not I'm not really into fishy stuff if it tastes fishy. But the entire time that we were on the date, I was playing with the light. Yes. that was above our table. Yes, it was kind cause of was embarrassing because cool. because you would reach up and switch switch the light uh, on off and, and on. Off. Do you think it's my OCD? No, that's not OCD. That's ADD. <laughs> You you definitely don't have OCD. <coughs> oh, you're it's, you're hilarious. It's ADD. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, um, I remember us eating dinner and uh, playing. I was playing with the light switch and everything, and I was just having fun. But I was nervous. I don't remember why I was so nervous. But then we got in the car and I drove you home. And uh, this was the night that your mom introduced the egg timer. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I think that was later. That was later when when you got interested in me. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll explain that, that in a minute. The egg we, timer. I think that was after we were engaged. Yeah. That we oh, that's right. That's right. Timer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we show up at your house, and I'm hoping to get a kiss or a hug or something before I leave because you know that's what you do after you have a date, right? You get a kiss or Not you get a hug. Well, I know you weren't going to give me any kiss or a hug. No. But <laughs> I prove it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You didn't get a kiss or a hug. I got a hug. Oh, you got a hug? I did get a hug. And this is why. She had. Mm. She goes, we're getting ready to say goodnight and everything, and I'm going to try to give her a hug. And she goes, just a minute. And she runs into the house. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? 
It's, and it's, you got to understand, they live in this place that's just beautiful view over South Bend with all these lights, and it's pretty out, and it's nice, and and it's cold, crisp air, and it's just really romantic outside, and, and she's looking fine, and I'm thinking, she is awesome. So she runs into the house, she comes back out with this piece of paper, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And then you got cold, and you said, well, can we go in for a minute? And I'm like, okay. So we go into the basement, your mom and dad are upstairs, so there was nothing anything happened. But anyway, I'm sitting in the chair, and you start to read this list off, and some of the questions were like, do you like your hugs? Short and sweet. Or right. long is the ocean, and I think there's one other option. Right, and I'm like, I answered truthfully all of them, but you, uh, you didn't particularly like the answers I was giving because you could I see how I was more affectionate. I gave you the hairy eyeball. You did give me the hairy eyeball where you raise your eyebrow, but this is how I got her. Everybody, she's reading this list of things, right, and and she's got all these high standards for this guy that she wants to, you know, this miracle guy that she wants to date, and and uh, and I reached up and she had this long, pretty hair, and I just took one of her curls and I curled it around my finger and I yeah. kind of played with your hair and all of a sudden I saw her eyes kind of melt and I thought, I've got her. <laughs> so then she puts down the piece of paper and, and she walks me to my car and I turned and I gave her a big long hug. It was supposed to be short and sweet. Yeah, he well, was supposed to check short and I sweet. I was really excited because you smelled so nice. Soft and smelly. Soft and smelly. In a good way. <laughs> I did grow up on a dairy farm, so smelly can mean not, a different thing. I didn't mean it that thing. way. You were wearing perfume, as I recall. And anyway, you kind of looked a little frazzled when you left because I don't think you expected that. So I drove in my car. I drove, uh, you know, 45 minutes home, and I was, well, I was pretty excited. <laughs> I got a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from there, you kind of start. You actually, did you start falling in love with me or not? Because you did marry me, and you are in love with me now, but you don't remember when that finally happened? Um, <laughs> you don't remember? This is great. <laughs> On a worldwide podcast, my wife can't remember when she fell in love with me. Um, You know, I I'm, haven't been a real, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm more of a committed person than I am a... Um, a mushy person. What are, you what, are you, what are you trying to say? Well, I think it depends. I think it depends what you're. I'm getting very insecure right now. I think it depends what your definition of love is, because I. Um, mm -hmm. And what our definition of love? We wrote this in our newsletter not too long ago. Is, it, I mean, sometimes you feel the feeling of love, but mm -hmm. a lot of times love is just a commitment. Mm -hmm. And you have you don't always. I mean, people don't always feel the feeling. I think that's why we have lots of divorce today mm -hmm. in our world is that people think you're going to feel la la and love all the time. And that's not always the case. But that's when commitment, when your commitment to say, you know, I love you, even if I don't feel like that's why you say the vows at a marriage ceremony. Mm -hmm. But you did like me. Gee whiz. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I had I had this list that. Of things that were very important to me. Mm hmm. And um, the main thing is that that the person I was going to marry shared the same faith that right. I had and values and stuff. The same values. And, and I was pretty new in that faith, so it was kind of I was a little rough around the edges. Mm hmm. But you married me anyway. Mm hmm. So let's tell everybody about how um, how I officially asked you to marry. I I needed to go and talk to your dad. Mm hmm. Because that was how you guys did it, and. I had to get the nerve up, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, what do I do here? And, you know, I was just, 
I was just young, really young. And I remember uh, making an appointment to speak with your dad. Yes, you did. And he was there in his chair. Yes, his big recliner chair. Mm-hmm. And we got in there, and your mom was there, too. She kind of knew what was up, though, didn't she? I I told her that, you know, I kind of gave her the hint that morning before I went <laughs> that, to school. That, that, that I might be asking. That you would probably be coming out and talking, talking to, to Dad. Dad. <laughs> okay, so here it goes. I'm sitting there. I'm nervous as all get out. My, my Amy's with me. You're with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say, Mr. Bale, is there a chance I could have a word with you? And he kind of he raised his eyebrow and looked up from the newspaper and said, Sure. And he puts his newspaper down and, and you were you were sitting on the floor as I recall and I was mm-hmm. sitting in a chair and uh I was really nervous and I said, Well, um um we um and I was kinda of stumbling over my words and I said, Well we, we really have we've prayed about it and we, we feel like we would be a stronger couple together for the Lord if we were married and I was just wondering if it'd be okay if I married your daughter. And then what was his reaction? <laughs> <laughs> This, um, you want to talk about insecurity. I think this could yeah. make any guy insecure. Instead Gosh. of saying anything um, to Rick at the time, to you at the time, yeah. um, he said, Ina. That's, that's my Amy's mom. mom's name. My mom's. Ina. Ina. Scandinavian name. Yeah. Um, can you please bring me my Bible? I think he said, please. Kind of. No, I don't think he did. He said, bring me my Bible. Bring me my Bible. And you got to understand, my dad had the biggest Baptist Bible in the world. It's, it's true. like It was like a 40-pound Bible. And one of the neat things about my dad was that he liked to summarize sermons in poetic form. Mm-hmm. And so... I do that same kind of thing. He um, would write a poem for every sermon he heard. So his Bible was like stuffed with all these full, pieces full of, of paper. Yes, yes. So a normal... You know, 20-pound Bible became a 50-pound Bible. <laughs> they're not 20 pounds. Was, they're more like five. Well, you know. Anyway, yes. It, it, it was, was very stuffy. huge, so he grabs, huge he, Bible. He grabs this thing out of it, mm-hmm. and he looks at it, and he says, well, I'd like to read you something. And I'm like, what the heck? Out of his Bible, I'm thinking, he's either going to tell me no, or I don't know what he's going to do. And then he quoted this poem. Mm-hmm. And who was the poem by? Do you remember? You know, I don't know who the author was. but Did it, your dad do it? It was a poem that had been handed down through my family. My grandfather had the poem. I mm-hmm. I don't know if my grandfather memorized it back in the olden days when he was in school or or what, know. but it was it was an old poem. And what did the poem say? You memorized it. I memorized it. He even it. read it at our wedding. Mm-hmm. It goes like this. Tis well to woo, tis well to wed, and so the times have done since roses grew and ivy too, and morning met the sun. But have a care, ye young and fair. Be sure ye pledge with truth, so that your love will last beyond the days of youth. For if ye pledge not heart for heart, as well as hand for hand, you'll find ye played the unwise part, and built upon the sand. Words of wisdom right there. Yeah. And that was that was what he read. And then he And then he got a smile on his face, and he said, Sure, that would be wonderful. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. So then I went downstairs with you, and I pulled a ring out of my pocket, and I got down on my knees, and I said, Amy, will you marry me? And I said, yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> Actually, it was snowing. Remember that? It had snowed that day, and we rode the bus out because my car wouldn't make it out. It was a big snowstorm. 
remember. I do but remember that. It was November 17th. Mm-hmm. 1986. 85. 85. 85. Eight, no, 86. 85. 85. We were married in 86. That's right. 85. Yeah. And uh, and you said yes, and then I was a pretty happy man. So, mm-hmm. And then, as I recall, you kissed me. Hmm. Yes. You kissed okay. me before we were engaged. Yes. But that's another story you don't let me tell. So No. Because <laughs> I get embarrassed. Email me, and I'll tell you the story of how Amy <laughs> kissed me. I had scared Rick him. at TakeHimWithYou.com. I had scared Put in the subject line, kiss. I had scared him so much about the hand-holding incident that... I didn't dare try to kiss her. That, that I finally ended up kissing him first. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't tell the story, even though it's very funny. It very, is. very funny. Maybe after, maybe on our 50th wedding anniversary we'll tell the story. Cause you just email me, folks. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Uh, Put kiss in the subject line, and I will tell you the story. No. Very, very funny. Okay, so we need to wrap up our part here because next week we're going to talk about our first couple of years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, um, our our engagement was short because we didn't believe in long engagements. It's actually six months long. Well, that's short. Is that short? Well, I don't know. It 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 did. It felt long, but anyway, <laughs> I wanted to be married now, but we had to get some things figured out and all that jazz. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, so. Here are the last couple of minutes of the podcast with with you and I on it. Um, what kind of advice would you, if you got somebody that's single out there listening, because we'll give advice to married folks next week, but this week, what kind of advice would you give as a woman, what kind of advice would you give to the ladies out there listening, or even the guys out there listening that are single and maybe looking for a spouse? What what would you do as far as the engagement type of thing and and uh, knowing if that, because everybody asks the same question: How do you know it's the right person? How did we know we were right for each other? Because, because we did say that we would be more effective together than apart. We felt like that, and we have been. Mm-hmm. But how did we come to that conclusion, or at least how, in your own mind, how did you know I was the right guy for you? You told me I was the one. <laughs> there it is. So the did. power of suggestion, everybody. That's the answer. You said, God told me that I was supposed to marry you. Did, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I, well, I'm, yes, you did. That'll work. Just say God told you. It'll work. <laughs> but, um, but How embarrassing. For, for me, actually, um, I felt like Rick and I, that you and I, had um, common goals. and. So the one, first thing would be... If you have common goals. And I think even more than that, um, beliefs, because, um, you know, the I core have, of who you are, basically what you believe. Yeah. Because if, if you don't have similar belief systems, then to me, my spirit or my inner self is the true me. And if I, if I can't share that with my spouse, then I don't feel like I can really share the real me. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's the number one thing is um, to spiritually have um, common ground, common beliefs. Um, and you and I had that. and Still do. We still do. And when I was in high school, I talked about this last week, how I took a break from dating because... Um, my mom had mentioned that you could fall in love with anyone. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanted to have someone that believed the same as you, then you should probably should only date people that believe the same. Exactly. Um, but 
I had thought a few times, well, if they go to church with me, won't that mean that they believe the same? And I not found necessarily. out. Not necessarily. They might just want to date you so they go to church. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I found you, dear, um, I found that you already had, even though you were new to my faith, your faith, you um, seem pretty um, grounded or pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't something that you had just put on to impress me. Right. And so that was the number one thing that, that made me think, hmm, I think this might be the right guy. Hmm. And um, so the so common belief system. Yeah. To me, that's the most important. And, and sometimes it's nice to have a similar cultural background not, not that, always not always i think i think beliefs are are more important mm-hmm. i think the cultural things um you can work around but sure it does just it does make it a little easier <coughs> one well, last and, thing to and the deal one with. thing that we've had in common all through our marriage is our faith mm-hmm. even we i mean don't get don't get us wrong here folks if you're listening we don't get along all the time and we don't always have the same belief i mean we don't have the same opinion Mm-hmm. But we have the core of who we are is really mm-hmm. similar. Matter of fact, um, you and I are about as opposite as night and day. Yeah. About the time that about eight or nine at night, I'm about ready to shut down mm-hmm. and and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And you're just waking up. And, you yeah. know, and I like crunchy peanut butter and you like. I like creamy peanut butter, but I do like crunchy sometimes. <laughs> but. But anyway, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Those are just a couple examples. There's but, many. I mean, like, I like soft, quiet music. I like, like loud, crazy music. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I prefer a book. You prefer the computer. Right. You know, I mean, we're you just... You prefer Little House on the Prairie. I like Star Trek. Yeah. This is how it is. It's just how it is. And, you know, sometimes opposites attract. They, and then most of the time. Most of the time, opposites mm-hmm. attract. And and it's kind of uh, interesting um, yeah. working out some of those, those details yeah. but 23 years later here yeah. we are and you know that's really cool yeah so that's good so okay so we got married and um, you know there's some good stories around our marriage and everything but i think next week we'll do that even though i called this one marriage it was should have called called engagement but that's okay next <laughs> next time i'm gonna call it the three-hour tour like in gilligan's island but it wasn't three hours. It was three years that we'll talk about our first three years of marriage and mm-hmm. kind of some of the challenges that we had as a couple. But I did like our wedding. Mm-hmm. I liked our wedding. I yeah. thought it was nice. So I got I'm, married in the same church my mommy got married in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. And my sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And I'm glad I married you. I'm glad you're my wife. Even Aww. though sometimes it's a little stressful because of me, not you. <laughs> anyway. So life, thanks life for being my fun. wife. Well, thanks for being my husband and putting up with the fact that I like quiet. Can it get any more mushy than this? We could Aww. kiss. We could kiss on the podcast. Oh, she's clear across the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, we go. That, that hurt my ears. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm going to say a quick prayer for everybody. And then we'll be done for this segment of this podcast. And then uh, we'll be back next week with a, a, a really interesting story of... Uh, we're actually going to talk about sex. And that's going to be very interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. So just get ready for that, everybody. And you want me to be on there talking about this? I do. Um, no, I seriously. We're going to talk about something that I think is really important. 
that I share with every one of the couples that I counsel when I, when they're getting married or if I do their mm-hmm. marriage and stuff like that. Um, and it was something that a friend of ours shared with us that really helped us um, overcome some some major problems. I think in in uh, I mean we I don't want to go into it right now because next week we will. But you want to. You know, we're, why we're, not? We're talking about before we were married now. So Yeah, we're not talking about after we were married. But we will be talking about after we got married and some of the tensions that were caused. And a lot of the common things why people get divorced. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about how we overcame some of those. And I think people will really be interested in that. So if mm-hmm. you, you want to hear about sex, come back next week. Mm, okay. Oh, you're, I'm the one who gets embarrassed, <laughs> not you. I don't know what you're talking about. So let me say, say a quick prayer for you. Father, I pray for every single person that's listening, and I just thank you for their lives. Lord, if they're single and they're looking for somebody to marry, I pray that you would guide them to the right person and that that they would uh, have some great common belief system, that they, they'd be able to have that all during their marriage. Lord, for those that are married and, and have uh, a relationship, we pray that you would just bless them and help them to be good communicators and to uh, just have an awesome life. Uh, in you and and be be people that could really complement each other and make a difference in this in this world and in this life and we thank you for each and every person now in jesus name amen amen well there you go i hope you really really enjoyed that interview with my wife amy and talking about all the cool stuff that happened up to our marriage next week we are going to uh do something kind of fun we're going to talk about the first three years of our marriage i was going to call it a three-hour tour like Gilligan's Island, but then I got to thinking, really, we're going to talk about love, we're going to talk about sex, and we're going to talk about war. Don't worry, it'll be done in a tasteful way, but you're going to, you're going to want to hear what changed our marriage for the good. We had a friend uh, talk to us, and it was it really changed the way that we viewed each other and how life went and really strengthened our marriage. So it's something that I think everybody will get a, a lot out of. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that and, and join us next week. I'm going to end the podcast this week with a song that I wrote with a band uh, called The Church. That's what we were called. Um, It's a song called Soon and Very Soon, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And so uh, I'm just going to let it play out there. Uh, Taken With You is a Moyer Multimedia production. And anything you can do to help us continue to do the podcast would be greatly appreciated by visiting TakeHimWithYou.com. Click on the donate button. We would really appreciate that or get a newsletter uh, subscription for $20 or more a month. Or if you want, you could purchase the audio drama for 12 bucks. That's kind of a cool thing. Just go to the site, uh, takingwithyou.com. Also, we'd love listener feedback. Please send us emails or audio comments to rick at takingwithyou.com. Okay, here's that song that I promised. It's called Soon. And this was written, I, I play bass guitar and sing and... Yeah, it's very fun. You'll enjoy it. It's called Soon, right here on Taking With You. See you next week. Soon and very soon, he's coming back for you, he's coming back for me. Soon and very soon, he's coming back for you, he's coming back for me.
Take Him With You is a production of Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Copyright 2009, all rights reserved. Visit the website today at www.takehimwithyou.com.